0: Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Friday, and we're in the season of Ordinary Time, the 15th week after Pentecost. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. You have been born anew through the living and abiding word of God. A reading from Romans chapter 14. Welcome those who are weak in faith but not for the purpose of quarreling over opinions. Some believe in eating anything, while the weak eat only vegetables. Those who eat must despise those who abstain, and those who abstain must not pass judgment on those who eat, for God has welcomed them. Who are you to pass judgment on slaves of another? It is before their own Lord that they stand or fall, and they will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make them stand. Some judge one day to be better than another, while others judge all days to be alike. Let all be fully convinced in their own minds. Those who observe the day observe it for the Lord. Those who eat, eat for the Lord, since they give thanks to God, while those who abstain abstain for the Lord and give thanks to God. For we do not live to ourselves, and we do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord. If we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. So why do you pass judgment on your brother and sister? Or why do you despise your brother or sister? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall praise give praise to God. So then each of us will be held accountable. Not everything a person believes about how, the best, how to best live a faithful Christian life is a matter of sin and righteousness, nor is it a matter of life and death. Some are simply opinions. Some very deeply held and strongly held and felt beliefs are really only essential for the person and the people who hold these beliefs. There is a tremendous amount of freedom and choice within the realm of faithfulness to God and fellowship with Christ. In the pagan world of the Roman Empire, the question of whether or not it was permitted for followers of Jesus to eat meat was an issue not only for debate, but it appears to be a rather decisive issue that had the power to fracture a community. The reason has to do with pagan sacrifice. You may or may not know that animal sacrifice did not usually mean the burning up of a whole animal or slaughtering it simply for the sake of slaughter, as if it was wasted. The Portions of the animal were offered to the god, but the portions were also reserved for priests, and other persons were given away or sold for food, given away at festivals or sold in the market. So if you lived in a city in the empire and you wanted to purchase meat to eat, you went to the temple meat market or a temple meat market, since there were many different temples. Now you can probably see how this caused a crisis of conscience for some people, eating meat sacrificed in the worship of an idol, especially those uh, who were Jewish, those who had a strong belief in the first commandment and the second commandment. At the same time, there was also some problem in whether or not buying that meat itself was supporting the whole pagan economy, which was built around the worship of a false, uh, false gods. How can we be faithful to God and still eat this meat? In the debate over this issue, however, those who refrain from eating meat also condemn those who ate meat as supporting idolatry and not turning back from their former life. Those who ate meat look condescendingly on those who refrained, accusing them of being superstitious, unsophisticated, and weak in their faith. After all, they would argue, idols are nothing and meat is simply meat. We've learned who the true God is and, and been revealed in Jesus, so these idols are absolutely nothing. All gift, all meat is the gift of God, and so we can consume it. And yet, as important as this article, may, uh, argument may seem to the persons and groups that are involved on understanding how to live out the Christian life, it is really all secondary to what truly matters. With salvation through faith in Jesus Christ, the Christ who died and rose again and now sits at God's right hand, and who has gathered together for him a people and given them the Holy Spirit. Instead, the true threat to faith that this argument poses comes not in the issue itself, but in the way it divides the body of Christ into factions. The way it takes this new thing that God has made and brought together and since seeks to break it on old fractions. The old wineskin exploding. It is not important to Paul who is right or wrong on this issue. What is important is how the people who follow Jesus and have been united with him in baptism treat each other. In effect, Paul says, whatever you practice, you feel you're conscious bound to follow for the sake of nurturing your faith and love in Christ, in that you are free. However, seeking understanding of your sibling in Christ to treat them with love in all matters and act in a way that helps them to strengthen their faith and their love for God, for each other, is what Jesus has commanded us to do. And is not secondary. And all of this is to say that while we are free to eat meat or not meat, eat meat, we are not free to judge one another or to condemn one another in those things. But in all things and at all times, we should work to maintain unity and love. By the way, this is the kind of thinking that has guided the creation of the various social statements in the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, a kind of thinking that leads us to comprehend together a faithful witness to Jesus and Jesus' desire to be one in him. Once again, love is the lifeline of Christian community, and at the center of it is this faith that proclaims if we do not live for ourselves, but instead we live for Christ. We do not die for ourselves, but instead we die for Christ. So whether we live or whether we die, we belong to the Lord, and through the Lord we belong to one another. For the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gift of relationship with others, for the communion of faith in your church. For what else are we grateful this morning? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus the living Lord. Especially, we pray, for those who govern the nations of the world for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for who else, for what else do we pray today? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the Holy Spirit fill you with new life and abundant joy. And Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen.